Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So even though the dude in the White House might not think so, we actually have a new president. Yay. Well, we will on January 20th. Uh, the Electoral College tells us we have a new president, which is right. a... A very good thing, even though there's a screaming baby saying otherwise. Um, so this is, ama- this that's is an incredible moment news. to soak in after the last four years. I mean, yeah. soak it up, really. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really stressful week, and yeah. I continued to be a little stressed and anxious about everything and the way they're dealing with it. Um, but you know, <clears throat> I I still believe that numbers don't lie in a democracy, and and so that's that's ultimately what matters the most. But uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not. It was kind of my nightmare was that I was hoping that like all stress would go away when Biden won, and and quickly I'm like, no, it's it's literally no, not going to go it away, won't, and it won't go away for a while. I don't think. Which I mean, it's not cool. It's not cool that we have a president sitting there casting doubt on the mm-hmm. electoral process, even though for all like they're trying to make comparisons to Florida, but it's like Florida was one state. In in two thousand, and it was a margin of five hundred some votes. Yeah, that it's like it point came zero down zero one percent or so something. Yeah. There is no comparison to Florida. This you know, Biden won in the vast majority of the states that he did win by by thousands of votes, and in one state, possibly a thousand votes. And and it, there's just the legal challenges aren't there. You know, g- judges across the country have currently been saying. They've been dismissing a lot of a lot of the cases that Trump's been bringing, and on top of that, too, yeah, Congress might do an investigation, and things Republicans in Congress might go in a direction, but Republicans in Congress have no say over how a state right. votes. State <clears throat> state secretary right. of states do; they certify the elections, and the electorals certify the elections. And it's unfortunate that we have a president yeah. that's saying the things he's saying, but you know, for all, all we can do is hunker down. We can we can support Biden's transition team, right. Biden and Harris's transition team, and we can pray for the best for January twentieth. Yeah. And Saturday was is such that the a, date? Is that the date? January yeah, 20th? I think it is. Yeah. 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 And Saturday was such an amazing day to watch. Or was it Saturday or Sunday? I forget which day it was. It was Saturday. Saturday. Was Saturday. Just watching yeah. the, <laughs> the the celebration around the world. I mean, I think I've, I've heard other people say this, but it really did feel like during um, Kamala's acceptance speech and and Joe's mm-hmm. speech it was like. I felt like a, I felt like a breath, like I get caught my breath again, mm-hmm. in a yeah. way that I really haven't for the past four years because it, ju- I mean, the weight of what we went through was so intense and so, yeah, uh, 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 once in a lifetime, you know, so jarring that just seeing them speak, and also, hearing them speak like normal people on TV was like, oh my god, it was ca- such catharsis. Also, the the. I don't know what the word that I'm trying to find for it is, but like the 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 seam the seam of events that happened with, you know, Cindy McCain endorsing Biden and mm-hmm. and John Lewis dying in uh, in Georgia and Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying and the fact that the election for the most part came down to, you know, what was going on in Arizona and Cindy McCain's endorsement yes. 
showed that it actually was very helpful mm -hmm. for Biden in Arizona and that Georgian Democrats, largely led by the amazing Stacey, Stacey Abrams, yeah. used the legacy and, and the amazing spirit of, of John Lewis to really get out the votes in Georgia and to, even if we don't win it, to make it a state that is now in play, which is really, really, really mm -hmm. amazing. And the fact that those are the same people McCain and Lewis that that bite or that Trump refused to even acknowledge their memory in yeah. their death, refused yeah. to give them the respect that they worked for and deserved in their lifetime. Yeah. So I love that it was their memories that gave the fucking middle finger to that orange piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brent, are you excited? I, I am excited. I'm still I'm still pensive, um, yeah. unfortunately. And I guess I also was hoping for a, a better a better election. I was hoping for wider yeah. margins. We lost a lot of seats in the House. We're gonna lose like a lot of seats in the House. We didn't yeah. do as well in the Senate as we thought. So in that sense, I'm really disappointed. But I think, you know, ultimately what matters to me is that, you know, Trump is out of office on January 20th. Um, <clears throat> that's what matters most. So I am happy. Um, but I, it was, you know, I think for a lot of people who had been following this very closely, it was certainly an underwhelming result. Well, and Actually, LGBTQ people, yeah. LGBTQ candidates across the country did, did very well in local elections and, mm -hmm. in, in elections, just I mean, there was one woman I forget. I'm now blanking on her name, but she was a sheriff in I think a Texas town where she was fired because of her sexuality, and then she ran and won. Ran and won. She, That's right. She oh, ran wow. and won. Sarah McBride in is it McBride? Yeah, McBride in uh, Delaware um, is the first uh, trans woman, uh, trans person yes. in general, yes. mm -hmm. to be elected. I mean, there's so many great things that we and yes. Everything must be taken with a, a nice little pill of sort of gratitude, knowing that like we didn't win everything and it wasn't mm -hmm, a perfect mm -hmm. night. But we, I think, if anybody is there to lead a torn government, is the person who, for the past forty years in Congress, was mm -hmm. seen as the great compromiser. Yeah, and and it is. I think if if we do believe that presidents are you know, they're, they're the reactions of the times and they are a response to what's happening in the country at that moment in time. I think this is a good time for Biden to come in and say, and I know a lot of liberals don't want to hear it, but they, they yeah. for Biden to come in and say, it's time for us to compromise. Yeah. Sure, we disagree on a lot, but it is time for us to find some fucking middle ground. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think in that sense, Biden really is the perfect candidate for right now. I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine Aside from the fact, I still don't think Bernie would have won. But can you imagine if Bernie had won with without a Democrat Senate? And now he's like, and he's like Medicare for Medicaid, Medicare for all. And they're like, what? No, thanks. Bye. Yeah. You know? I mean, I still believe that, you know, the Medicare for all and those things are things that we should be working towards. Sure. And, you know, the Green New Deal. Those, those are things we really, sure. really should be working towards. And I do think that, yeah, I think you're right. I think it probably would have, Bernie would have fell on a lot of deaf ears if he had won the presidency. But that said, I also think that we need people like Bernie and Warren and all these and, and you know, AOC and all these great activists in there really pushing and keeping people in check yeah. while at the same time yeah. not being crazy about Too it crazy. and realizing <laughs> that, like, yeah. we have to find some middle ground, which is why I think Warren is should be the leader of that group of people. I, think, I yeah. think that's actually a perfect way to encapsulate it, which is like it's one thing to kind of push progressive ideas, but like, let's not make it. Let's not turn it into a competition for likes and let's not make this like a game about like who can get the most attention and how can, you know, because I, I think that can, that's, yeah, that's, Trump. that's what Trump does. And I also think that can backfire on us.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it seems yeah. like the, it seemed like the referendum was the idea was basically like not everybody is as it's polarized, you know, and there yeah. there are people who are closer to the middle and maybe there's a you know, there's clearly a lot of them. And that's that's why we have Biden. And that's like the way it's going to be. And, and you know, mm-hmm. ultimately, like, yeah, we can have people on the sidelines pushing for more progressive moves. But, you know, as of now, it's like Biden is. I think he's I think he's going to do a good job but, and it's nice to see yeah. an ally in the White House. Can we talk about one thing that election night was the hot topic at my um, dinner table, which was and I hate I know this could probably come off as misogynistic, but I don't think it is. I really want to know what um, Kamala's going to wear to the inauguration. Like I want to know because we've never had a, a woman in uh, as vice president we've never had it and you know we have these pictures of michelle obama and these beautiful gowns that are very you know designer and high-end and very womanly Mm -hmm. and you know melania of course very fashion forward but like hillary struggled with sort of how you dress as a female leader and she found it i think in the end when she ran in 2016 she found that her femininity was her strength so i wonder if what Kamala's gonna do. Like, I wanna see a full-on, like, ball gown. But I want it to be, mm. like, business on top. Like, cover the shoulders and stuff, but, like, have oh, it be, sure. like, a really wide skirt. It'd you be know a what brisk I mean? day, too, right, in D.C., right? Yeah, it'll be cold. She has to have something yeah. to keep warm, yeah. other than that she... hot Jewish husband of hers. She looked oh. so good in that silk silk pantsuit. Is that the fabric? Oh, she did. Yeah, no, I don't know if this pantsuit was silk, but the shirt underneath was definitely silk. Oh, my silk. God. Like that ivory. Yeah. Or the blouse. Yeah, it just it looked so uh, It looked so powerful and still like had a feminine a femininity to it that was just so uh it was just so i don't know it's it's yeah i love seeing a pantsuit up there also i love that it sort of harkened back to the women's suffragist movement and i love that democratic women even though it is not only exclusively a democratic political belief to when women get in positions of power that they honor the people who came the women who came before them by wearing white and which is why hillary clinton wore white on the inauguration day Mm. and at the debate and Mm. why kamala wore white and it's not a republican or democratic thing it's just supporting a woman's right to be able to be participate in politics Mm -hmm. and i love that she wore white for that speech Mm -hmm. and i think she'll wear white at the inauguration Mm. well will um that's will will trump and or pence go to the inauguration that is the hot topic i don't know but i i don't think in the i was trying to think in the history of modern inaugurations and you know i love these things i mm-hmm. love sort yeah. of the presidential sort of parade that happens um and i can't remember a time where a president who was alive didn't attend their uh successors yeah. inauguration and now there's a time like hoover hated riding in the car with roosevelt like hated yeah, it. yeah and there's yeah. that famous picture of roosevelt smiling and hoover like <laughs> sitting there all Glower. sad. yeah but like but but for the most part it is seen as a as a peaceful transition of power mm-hmm. and that's just how it works in our government which is why all the presidents who are able to come back for inauguration come back and mm-hmm. sit there and watch that new president get sworn in so i wonder if trump will i don't think he will yeah Sure. The other I would guess topic, not. <laughs> and the other hot topic is is if Melania is going to divorce him like immediately. Ooh, you got three hot topics in a row this segment. Seems unlikely. Yeah. I think everyone talking about how much she hated him seemed kind of blown out of proportion. I don't know. I, don't know. I could see her. I could see her once his like once Trump TV starts after <laughs> he leaves office yeah. and like 
there's no like he realizes that the only thing he needs to be married to is his fans Mm -hmm. she'll leave i think at some point because she is still she's still young she's still hot she's once that kid gets out of the out of the house boom that that puss is going out oh my god some shit not even joking our guest today, um, her and I just had a back and forth about how to pronounce her name because I didn't want to sound like an idiot, and it turns out I was pronouncing it right all along. Grace Kulenschmidt. We also talked about yogurt before that. Grace yeah, Kulenschmidt. Hi, Grace. <laughs> Hi. Oh, Happy to be so here. So glad to have you here. Now, your last name, my, so you and I have, my real last name, which is Honinger, is is German, mm. and so we have these very okay. German-sounding names what in what weird ways do people mispronounce your last name i mean i people don't really attempt because there actually are just so many letters Mm -hmm. so people just kind of uh people do ask which probably is the nicer thing to do yeah see that Mm -hmm. instead of like butchering it but it's also like German. I'm like I'm white. I don't I don't really care if someone like fucks it up. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> you know. You know. I, I get a little annoyed with people who like who have atypical names, and they get annoyed when people don't pronounce mm-hmm. their name right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, or like it's fair. like their name's Rebecca, and they're like, oh, it's uh, Rebecca, <laughs> and you're like, uh, it, it's Rebecca. Like mm-hmm. I also I also don't like hyphenated first names. I knew a girl in college named Mary Grace, and she's like. I was like, hey, Mary. She goes, no, it's Mary Grace. I'm like, well, then it's nothing from here on out because I don't want to talk to you ever again. Well, That's an old-fashioned thing. That might be extinct one day. Yeah, that's true. But you guys have that with my name, too. I mean, my name, H. Allen, but people call me Allen or H. Allen or H. I get all of it. And after a while, it's just like I I don't correct people, which is horrible I'm finding for editors because – in either like TV, film, like audio stuff, people call me seven different names and they don't know what to use right. for my name and it's not consistent yeah. and it's just a nightmare. This isn't about me. Grace, you're so funny. You're so great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And you, you are probably best known. You are a great comedian, but I think the world right now best knows you because of your TikTok. She's a TikToker. Yeah. Wow, our first TikToker Ooh, on, the, on the podcast. I feel so young. Oh my God, what a pleasure. <laughs> now, I love your TikTok. I'll speak for the teens as a whole because that's who my audience is. I love your TikTok <laughs> yeah. because you're not a teenager, which is surprising because I feel like right. all of the. Yeah, that's that's the best part is that you're not a teenager. Yeah, you get it. So mm-hmm. it is. you get like how to make fun of stuff. But so you, you, so I read in something that you like were hesitant about joining TikTok because you didn't really understand it. So what when what was that like turning point when you were like oh this is good for like my comedy? It li- it literally was my manager was like I think just throw because I was making videos on TikTok or sorry on Twitter mm-hmm. starting like in November of last year and so my manager was like just put them on TikTok and see how they do and then I ended up like actually scrolling through the app and. I mean, it is so ridiculous. Yeah. And it's technology, so they fucking cater it for your brain. Yeah. So it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. And then I became addicted. So I was going to say, like, <laughs> when you say they cater it for your brain, I think I know what you mean, but what do you mean? What do you mean? Um, did you guys watch? What is the documentary? The Social, the social Dilemma. I can't watch it. Mm-hmm. I can't watch it. I still haven't seen it yet, even though it's like a theme I harp on all day, but I still haven't watched it. Same here. 
Yeah, so I'm kind of like on the boat where I feel like I already knew that was all true, you know, that like they have all these bots and algorithms and I'm like, I don't really care. Like, I don't really care about my privacy and stuff like that. So, (laughs) you know, when I'm like naked in front of my computer, I'm like, well, what are they going to do with it? Yeah. You know, if they take a photo, I'm like, enjoy. I want them to. Yeah, I want them to. Yeah, right. I mean, That's yeah. like my dream is for one guy to be like, yeah, I'll jerk off to Brent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, commenters. Like one of my yeah, greatest ambitions. I, I'm just yeah. seeing Brent yeah. sit there and tweet being like, I hope someone's jerking to this. I mean, but it's, I mean, don't, don't you want, don't you want that? Like, doesn't everyone in particular performers, we were a little egotistical, ego driven. Mm-hmm. Don't we all kind of want to be also deemed sexy, right? At the same time? I think so. I don't know if I want to uh, be sexy. I mean, I like I do. Yes, I get what you're saying. Fundamentally, I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, but I yeah, also yeah. feel like the type of res- the sexual responses I get from like posting stuff are often unwanted and not yeah not, not flattering too. for me. It Definitely. feels very sort of like uh, fetishized in a way. And I'm like, okay, mm. I'm gonna let you have that fantasy in your world and just keep don't don't unfollow. I guess. Yeah, right. Keep following. Keep doing it. Just don't tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TikTok, TikTok, unlike Instagram, seems to have a. Well, that's. I was. You know what? I'm going to correct that because I was going to say TikTok doesn't seem to have the sort of same thirstiness as Instagram. But I think that it could be worse on TikTok uh, in terms of the way that, from a sociological perspective, you're watching people, usually like teenagers dancing like sexy doing like the WAP challenge and it's like mm-hmm. whoa like that is a wildly mm-hmm. if we're talking about like framing something through like a very sexual gaze yeah. if Instagram is bad I think TikTok in the in the terms of not comedy but in terms of like performance is like closer to porn than even Instagram I think absolutely I think so I, well especially I kind of forget there's like a name for this group of like teenage boys, or actually I don't even know. Homosexuals. Mm-hmm. What? What is that? Homosexuals. They're boys on TikTok who are straight, but who act uh, gay with mm-hmm. their f- straight for friends yeah. for attention, mostly yeah. attention from girls. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I've and I, I see that, and then I hear like I do think people use it somewhat as a dating app too. Mm-hmm. TikTok? I mean, I guess you could say that about all apps, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, right. Well, not for me. No one writes me back. But yeah, <laughs> yeah no, fundamentally, no. yeah, I agree. <laughs> Were you- so what's it like? I mean, what's it like having, like, all of these, like, teenage... Like, because it is so, so young teenage-centric. Mm-hmm. What's it like having teenage, like, fans? Like, do you, like, run into them? Is it almost weird to be having talking to, like, a 14-year-old in a mall, you know? Mm-hmm. And why are you yeah. going to a mall? There's a pandemic. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going to the mall. I'm, I'm forgetting my mask in the car. So, um, I, I've i been recognized a few times, and I, it's hard to tell because we everyone is wearing masks. But I do right. think I'm being recognized by younger, like, maybe, like, because I'm 25. I feel like I don't – I think on Instagram, my – like audiences older but on tiktok for sure it's like probably 18 year olds just because of that there's millions of them and i would be doing the same thing yeah you know they're all stuck at home like without school Mm -hmm. i'm saving their life (laughs) (laughs) were you surprised at how like viral you went that always sounds dirty to me Mm -hmm. but it's not i mean it 
Yeah, that was really sorry. NSFW. <laughs> but do you were were you surprised at how like I mean because you went viral pretty quickly and also like did you getting on TikTok was it do you think you went viral? I mean, because you're really funny, but also the, how did the pandemic sort of play into your use of TikTok and yeah. what you do? Well, it's hard to kind of tell, but like before the pandemic, I had a couple things go viral on Twitter. Um, but then it really was like when the pandemic hit, like I was just at home, not working at my restaurant job. So like, just generally I was happier and like sure. able to create more content mm-hmm. and like excited also because I was in Chicago um like up until the beginning of quarantine and so it was like my I was just in the comedy scene there so it was exciting to me to like be like whoa I have a fan from like like people in New York are starting to know who I am mm-hmm. people in LA are starting to know who mm-hmm. I am so that was cool. yeah I mean did you did you move during the pandemic I did because I like my housing one of my roommates had to move home in chicago and i went to college in upstate new york mm. so all of my friends are from brooklyn so i just moved in with friends here. isn't it so it worked uh, out really easily i drove across. isn't it shocking that you're able to be more creative when you don't have to work a shit job just to pay for health insurance <laughs> it's crazy i thought that job was everything <laughs> 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 i lived in breath breathed what it, how do you say it I think it's bread. You, you woke up every morning being like, I want to get that man water. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, right. I can't wait for my manager to say something passive aggressive. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so on your TikTok, you one of the things that I think that I love about you most and how you sort of fit within the DNA of your making it worse is that you are you're you're like sometimes hard on lesbians just like we're hard on gay men and we make fun of gay men Mm -hmm. and i love that about your tiktok like what have some of the responses you're also hard on gay men too which i love i will state for the record um thank you what 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 has some of the responses (laughs) been um i think most of the criticism i get is when people don't know that i'm being sarcastic or ironic like (laughs) That is most of it. And I think if you do understand satire, like even a little bit, you'll realize that it's like not really offensive. Yeah. Right. It's just like political, I guess. But I don't know. I guess um easy target. <laughs> <laughs> you had one recently where you were pretending, I believe pretending to be a straight well, of course, I know you were pretending, but to be a straight woman talking to gay men, <laughs> and that one went pretty viral. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like, I didn't put it together at first when I first saw it, and then I was like, oh wait, that's mm-hmm. a comedian. Oh, I get it. It's like literally, I thought for <laughs> yeah. a second because the person who shared it shared it thinking, I believe that you were being genuine about what. Yeah, that does happen quite a the, lot. No, what, 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 mm-hmm. what did what did you say in the video? I forget now. You were like saying that gay men should. Which, wait, I don't know which video it is because I really do so many. <laughs> to be straight. <laughs> so many about gay men should go somewhere. I believe it was they should go somewhere. Yeah. I don't remember, but I feel like, um, I don't know. I think it's like fun for gay people to like be able to laugh at themselves. Yeah. You know, especially well, we when think it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
there's so many like fun stereotypes that like don't really harm mm-hmm. people you know what i mean like like a lesbian stereotype of like falling in love quickly and like moving in quickly i'm like right. i'll make fun of that who the fuck would i hurt by right. you know no yeah that's not offensive that. oh how dare mm-hmm. you <laughs> this is this is coming from i'm also somebody who literally follows like god i'm such a dyke and auto yeah, yeah, right, and, right. like lesbian memes because i cherish i cherish like i want lesbian relationships like that's mm-hmm. you know i'm coveting that which i cannot have that's right <laughs> that's a lot of that's right <laughs> yeah and there's like there's so many there's so much more like gay media that should and will happen mm-hmm. and i just think that like what, like satire should be one of them like we need yeah. you know lesbian rom-coms and like you know we're, we're, we're i guess like every fucking lesbian film right now is set in what 1800 <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they're all period pieces it's so funny all of them lesbians used to exist that's what they're talking about <laughs> they're like dinosaurs it, right. this, that, it's funny you say that because there is kind of like a weird dynamic with like like sometimes when i picture lesbians i almost like my default is like eleanor roosevelt <laughs> On like why Eleanor on Roosevelt? Like, a, like a, well, she was bi. She was bi, but like you know that era of like she's on like a grassy knoll and like you know eating strawberries with the, with this woman wait, she's with. Wait, and you're like, I don't know why I don't think about like the lesbians in my yeah. Life like that, that you I have know, in order you know? for you to have a point of reference for a lesbian, you have to go to a woman who died in 1960 something. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of, it's kind of a that's what Hollywood connection. Yeah, you can't right, even right. think of like Meredith Baxter Burney. You can't even. Like at least that's sort of relevant. Of, I don't I don't think of Meredith Baxter Bernie as much as you do, Alan. I'm sorry. Well Elliot does. Elliot. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I love Meredith Elliot Baxter Bernie. So I'm just there, I mean but, uh, I what I love I also love your Trump videos. You have a lot of really funny sort of like well at least in the lead up to the election. And now we're living in a different world, sort mm-hmm. of, not really. But we are we a are. new president Almost. is on the way. So like do you plan on um making fun of Biden too? <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure I yeah i think you have out. i think i saw and that like yeah just i mean i'm not you know cuckoo bananas for biden i think this weekend you know if i'm being transparent i was actually planning on day drinking with my roommate anyway <laughs> so it actually fell into line with my plans <laughs> yeah that makes sense we started hearing pot i was like about to like open like grab my vodka and make a fucking vodka soda and i heard pots and pans and i was like this is good for me <laughs> oh my god i le- <laughs> so you really were drinking at one o'clock good for you all right i legit this is a dumb question. i'm sorry well, hold on i have to go back into this what you just said about yeah, trump please. i legit woke up i don't know if i texted this to you guys but like when i woke up saturday morning and I came out of it's because we're in California here, so it's earlier. And I mm-hmm. walked over to make coffee, and I heard someone screaming outside. And I thought about the woman in New York in like the 1950s or 60s. Kitty yes, Genevieve. yes, the Genovese case. Who, who she was, and and if if I would call 911 or not, I literally had that in my head, being like, should I call 911? Yeah, do I do I do it? And then yeah. I sit down with my coffee. I'm about to turn on the news and everything, thinking it's going to be another day of waiting for results. And Michael, my boyfriend, yells from the living room, "Did you hear? It's like he's at 290 or something." And I'm like oh that woman was screaming for biden she wasn't dying biden, yeah my brain went to murder you go, i still have to call nine. <laughs> <laughs> your your brain did go to murder oh. alan there's there's something a little wrong what were you gonna say Elliot? no i was gonna say grace this is a very dumb question that that i'm gonna ask you that will be asked of everybody i'm sure but mm-hmm. do you think that the type 
of comedy that's sort of become popular in the last few years for whatever reason, like front-facing camera, Instagram, TikTok. Like, mm-hmm. do you think that has anything to do with the political atmosphere at all, or was it just the way that that technology changed and so comedy followed? Um, I think both, but I do feel like most of the front-facing video like comedians that I know of or I'm friends with, it is satire and like mostly political satire yeah. because of the times too. Yeah, that is, that's true. I always think of like um, Lauren Servideo mm-hmm. and like her stuff is also so fucking funny. And her, her her characters are like, d- like dank. I don't know if that's the right word. They're like dank. <laughs> They're so we- dark and weird and yeah. So- strange mm-hmm. and yet they do feel like a satire of like culture I, I don't even know if she'd appreciate me saying it but it does feel like it is like a satire of just culture yeah more than I mean, she's such a good like character yeah. artist like but you I mean it just has to be like I don't think you can I, I don't really play like I don't really try to play like southern people but sometimes people do think my accent or whatever is from the south but like, I don't think you could play, like, use a Southern accent in a front-facing video and not address, and it not, like, land, people, people's brains would immediately go to, like, where does this person fall on the political mm-hmm. spectrum? Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. Right? Or they would look at it and think, I mean, I, I I think that we're at a place where, like, especially with, like, front, front-facing front comedians, it's, it's almost as if um, everything is, everything is, a, is, is um, approached with a hint of irony already. So mm-hmm. like in a way, like when you're doing a character, there's already there already can be a hint of being like, I'm doing a character. So that already like I'm a character person. So you're like you're already kind of putting the disclaimer out there that you're doing something like less cool, you know, mm-hmm. as a comedian. Yeah, absolutely. But you're still doing it. And then when you double down on it, it becomes satire. It's like a very weird yeah. math, math, uh, mathematic equation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's fun to think about. That's what makes it like that's what makes it layered and that's also another reason why I think I'm I'm sometimes baffled by the idea that like younger kids on TikTok will appreciate that stuff as much as, mm-hmm. you know, I would, you know, seeing it mm-hmm. on my own because I could feel like I see a sep- another layer there that maybe they don't. I I don't know. One of my favorite things is like being on TikTok going through my comments and seeing like someone comment on like six different videos in a row and the first comment is like what and the second one is like this is crazy and then the third one is like i finally understand what you're doing (laughs) (laughs) well that's what i was gonna ask you because i don't that's cool i don't i don't feel like we i don't feel like the three of us get i mean we've definitely i've noticed on whenever we've talked about or tiktok before on the podcast We've definitely had some comments and DMs on Instagram being like, you guys sound old. You sound old. You're shitting on TikTok. They sound young. They sound and young. Yeah, the, yeah. which yeah. is great. Which is go. great that, that we have listeners that are young. <laughs> That's true. Which is great. Um, but I'm not my question what? then to you is, Grace, dear Grace, dear Grace, is mm-hmm. what can we do <laughs> to be TikTok famous? <laughs> So that's what I don't even know. I don't know. You're how, never coming back, Grace. You're never coming do, back. No. <laughs> I don't know how they do well. I really don't know how the algorithm, algorithm works. Because on Twitter, I'm like, oh, this 
famous person, this person who's verified, this person with a bunch of followers retweeted me. Mm -hmm. I like can put it together. On Instagram, hashtags on Instagram, it could be the algorithm for whatever reason is like showing your face sometimes apparently. Mm -hmm. And that will up your followers apparently. But TikTok, I would have no idea. Mm. Oh, really? You, you got to yeah, show so your face to be famous on Instagram? That's what I read. I think I oh, read I'm that somewhere. Fucked. Yeah, you got to stop showing your balls, Alan. <laughs> my ball, my ball. Get it right, Brent. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, your ball. That's right. I apologize. Sorry, Grace, you were saying, how do we be famous? But I still do. I still do. Um, when I post a video, I use hashtags. And yeah, I'm like, sure, that I does think, it. I think. That's do you use hashtags that are relevant to the video? Or are you also like hashtag love, peace, bless? When I first started, I was doing like hashtag lesbian, hashtag gay, and and now I just do whatever is the top trending hashtag. Oh. So it'll literally oh, that's be like brilliantly like funny. hashtag Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really smart. that's so funny. O- over the yeah. weekend, I went down a rabbit hole of trying to find men on Instagram with OnlyFans pages. And okay. uh, I ended up get, finding a, a rabbit School hole of a lot of men in Ghana who, <laughs> believe it or not, have some Instagram, uh, have Instagram Only pages fans. that link to OnlyFans. And okay. but I, it w- one of my favorite things was, you know, they were posting these unbelievably like sexy pictures of them, like, you know, whatever. Did uh, any of them? Were any of them? Get doing what? Doing were any what? of them Jim no, Jones? No, you have to tell me I'm a Yeah, were there Jim Jones <laughs> themed ones? <laughs> they're just like working out like in a village. Like it's like they're not even in like big cities. It's like it really, it's like I was trying to keep it from saying that. That's what I was trying to avoid saying. But look, I'm, okay, I'm telling you. the truth. That is the truth. But either way, uh, they would hashtag like, Black Lives Matters, <gasps> Joe Biden. No, no way, really. <laughs> and all, and all, absolutely, gay rights, gay men, gay muscle, and but of course they're you know the, these guys I can very comfortably say are not gay men. Yeah. And <laughs> and, and everything and and it's just it's just so funny to see like someone like showing most of their pubes and then hashtagging like. Really? Well, that's what I worry about with you, Grace, now, too, because there on occasions, especially during the Trump administration, oftentimes Hitler became a trending hashtag. So it's like, what if you're doing a video about, like, strawberries and you have to, based on what you do, use Hitler as your trending hashtag? I know. And then, and then, so where do I draw the line? Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. That's where you draw the line. Hitler's okay, (laughs) but you can't use Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Grace, are you um are you doing socially distant like stand up shows in New York at all? No, I'm not because well for a couple any? reasons. I went to one socially distant stand up show when I was still in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That was fun, but it was like in a park. I like could hardly hear. I was distracted. Yeah, but it was really lovely and like you know I I'm Point. suddenly obsessed with parks. Oh yeah. That's the, right. the worst thing about the pandemic. Like I know. I mm-hmm. I never was an outdoors person ever and the pandemic has fucking forced me to like the outdoors now apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. So I like love just like I could just stay inside constantly mm-hmm. and my girlfriend is like you have to get out of the house like you're driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. But um so I try and argue with her as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that's that's very Alan's yeah, Alan's I feel like you and I line. Grace are probably a lot alike. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I Alan literally gets a semi for COVID. I say this. Every I mean, week. if it's a decision um, between me staying at home and watching a true crime documentary or going outside to something with sun involved, I'm going to choose murder. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. But um, oh, I yes, yeah, so I haven't done any stand-up shows for one reason. I haven't even done that much stand-up yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like I, um, you're more of an. Actor, I've actually done it like ten right? times. You're more of an actor. Yeah, but I was trying. Like I started doing it in like January was when I like first started doing shows at like the Hideout in Chicago, mm-hmm. which is like one of the main stand-up venues yeah. there. And then this happened, so I was like, "Well, fuck!" Like, and now I don't want to do it here because I'm like, t- just I'm like, I don't know, I'm scared, and mm-hmm. we'll figure that out later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair way to to assess it. Like, you're finding yeah. success in one medium, yeah, and you can always do stand-up. Plus, the medium itself is changing anyway, yeah. so you mm-hmm. might as well just, you know, also like you can't do shows because the the world is, <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> and the other thing, I mean, the other yeah. thing that I think a lot of young artists and people and I myself even can relate to throughout my entire career even when I was doing stand-up a bunch in New York and LA I I I never stand-up was never my ultimate gig but yet everything in the entertainment and like infrastructure said you had to be a stand-up in order to get work on TV in order we're ignoring Brent's obsessive sneezing right now that's what we're (laughs) sorry I don't know what's happening I know it's fine it's natural I'm I'm trying to it's natural I had I had to call it out because I feel like you would get angry at me if I didn't um so no but like stand-up it was it felt like the only thing that you had to do you had to do stand-up in order to be successful in comedy in some capacity and Mm -hmm. now I think with TikTok and other things, like what you're showing is that like, no, you don't have to do stand up. There's lots of different areas of comedy to be able to right. excel in that are stand up esque, and and yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're really navigating totally. that that path for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I think it's cool, and but it is funny because bef- like had the pandemic not happened, my plan would have been like you know do more shows in Chicago, yeah. eventually move to New York and do the scene there, but. You know, I also wasn't like doing traditional stand up when I was doing it. Like I was doing more like story driven. Like I basically was going up on stage and just like lying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like telling a story that like I'm just fully not myself. Uh like pretty similar to what yeah. I'm doing in these videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um So yeah, so I feel like you're saying coronavirus is the best thing that's ever happened to you and you wouldn't <laughs> change anything for the world. I okay. No, I wouldn't change it. Yeah, no, I mean, if I mean, like, you know, if Trump's not going to be president anymore, fine, but everything was going my way. Yeah. <laughs> well, Grace, you are the best and we love you. Yeah, Where can people you. find you online? You can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and that's. I think that's it. <laughs> uh, 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 on your name? That's that Grace Coolidge. I'm always under G. Coolidge, so, you know, just sound it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go sneeze, but uh, thank you thank so much you, for doing Grace. the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks, this was Grace. This so fun, you guys. <laughs> Thanks, thank Grace. Thank you so much. And another thing. Okay, so obviously, um, as we were talking about the election earlier, we were saying this past week was very stressful up until the end, until Biden got in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was wondering what you guys do in general for stress relief. And I should start by saying 
Brent filled in my blanks before I even could. And, <laughs> and mine too. Bob. Mine too. So I'll, I should read those. Uh, for me, it says Elliot goes to the butcher shop, stares at the kielbasas, buys <laughs> one, and slaps it against his face. <laughs> and Alan re- <laughs> reads boring books, disagrees with Brent, loses arguments to him, and tar- yeah. Oh, and then Alan added his own. I added the real stuff. <laughs> okay. I added the real no, stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, what did you add, Alan? Why don't you talk about it? Okay, well, my, I mean, yes, I do love getting in arguments and watching Brent lose to me mm. in <laughs> those arguments. That's, that is that a happen. very, that's a very big stress relief for me. Um, no, I, my stress, my ultimate, like, stress reliever, and this goes back to, like, even when I was in chemo, I would never go anywhere else but Target after chemo. Like, Target is, like, a calm, safe They're usually, the layouts are always very similar to the one I remember from my hometown. And it, it's just, there's just, I don't even have to buy anything. It's just the, it's the, the motion of walking through Target is very, very. I feel that way about grocery stores. I love grocery stores. Yes. Especially in LA, like in New York, I used to be able to just walk anywhere and kind of see stuff or people. But in LA, I go to the grocery store and I walk around and I just like, and there's, you know, there's so much shit that you see and you're like, well, I should get that sometime. And then like, Mm -hmm get like meal ideas yeah what's so funny about that is that target not the grocery store for me but target and also just even like regular stores in a certain way i can understand the retail therapy of it all but at the same time i could have full blown existential crises at any store that sells anything because i will go into a full-blown panic thinking about how something that thing that that piece of furniture that clock any anything could like basically like devour my identity or how like my identity is shaped by these things and i will literally go into a full-blown panic wait how does a how does a couch devour your identity because it's like what does it represent about me what will i oh yeah oh my god what life moments will happen on that couch yeah what will that represent what period of my life it's i will literally spin the fuck out from if i honestly h home goods is like it is a panic attack. Just yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is the opposite. Literally, Michael and I go like tonight. We are literally going to Target tonight just to buy a rainbow high doll. <laughs> oh. What's a rainbow high doll? I don't. Michael, bring me a rainbow high doll. <laughs> it's 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 these dolls that are kind of like the LOL OMG dolls. Oh things. yeah, yeah. And. They are they're like they're just they're just like little pieces of art and we're uh, and it's a huge stress release for us to go and buy them. Yeah. We've become those homosexuals. <laughs> Target's great. I used to go to the gym. I can't do that anymore. I used to drink. Well, I, sorry, I still drink. Uh oh, those so are, I've been those I, are cute looking, my drinking those dolls. is stress relief. Those are you they're say like cute? Dolls. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like, like yeah. brats. They're Brat like dolls. trashy dolls. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they're like no, they're like slutty dolls, yeah. but they're 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 the essence. I mean, we'll post a picture of these dolls, guys. But they are the okay. essence of what Sadie wants to look like in drag. Oh. They, I, this is the woman I want to be in the world. Oh wow! All right. Oh my god. Thank you, Michael. Well, what are you doing now for, to do stress relief, Brent? Nothing. I've been taking showers a lot recently, like mm. the last like week. Yeah, like three a day. Whenever oh, wow. I get stressed, I like take a shower now just to kind oh, of wow. get under the water. Yeah. Uh, and I've been taking Xanax recently too. That helps. <laughs> yeah. I have Ativan, so that's been helpful. Yeah. Um, I have Ativan too. Ativan. Ativan's very helpful. Yeah. Um, but, Ativan is a, is a godsend. Yeah, Ativan is truly a godsend. And I think for me, like, I like um, poop, like walking. <laughs> I like hiking, yeah. but like, mm-hmm. like a flat kind of hike or whatever. Just a lot of walking. Um, I like, 
I like water. Water also helps. Uh-huh. You, know, you find water, water soothing and calming. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. A lake you know or a beach. But I also, honestly, I love driving. Driving soothes me. Yeah, you love driving. You know, I'm not like a huge kid person, but I do find that like a lot of times when friends of mine will post pictures of, I have a friend in DC, a listener <laughs> of this podcast, Jonathan, mm. and he posts pictures of his his niece like doing cute things or like going to school or whatever. And it's like, the most like de-stressing thing ever just to have that little like seven seconds or however long an Instagram story lasts of seeing a kid just be a fucking kid and not worrying about the shit that we worry about. It's very relaxing. Yeah. Maybe you should get a kid. (laughs) Doesn't that wish, doesn't make you wish you were a kid? Um, no, it doesn't make me wish I was a kid because you know, I like being able to buy my own rainbow high dolls, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does make me, hopeful that like you know more innocent good things are to come yeah and that's right you should get a kid yeah no i don't need that i can't i can't i'm just learning my air fryer i don't need a kid what would your aunt say brent what would your aunt ramona say about something she heard on today's show take a fucking claritin That's what I was gonna have uh, Aunt Joanne <laughs> yeah, say. Right. You should send you should send Brent to my uh, to my ear, nose, and throat guy. <laughs> yeah. How about Aunt Anne? What would she say? My Aunt Anne would say, "Now you know I am not racist at all. For days I have been trying to say her name right, and I still can't do it. Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. You got it, Aunt Anne. Kamala. Aunt Anne is really good." It is. It's always good. Well, thanks for she listening. She is racist, by the way. She is racist. <laughs> yeah, I know. We know. Despite yeah. being in an interracial marriage. Yep. It doesn't stop you. Doesn't Trump voters. Yeah. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. <laughs> <laughs>